You're listening to Creatively Human with honest conversations about what matters to us and how it really feels to build an online business, put our work out into the world and make an impact in our own unique way. I'm your host, Ruth Poundwhite, business mentor to heart-led creatives. Hi, and welcome back to another solo episode of Creatively Human. Today's episode is going to be all about spending money in your business. I actually really wanted to do an episode all about money in general. And then when I got thinking about it, I thought this is way too big a topic to cover in one episode. So I thought I'd start with spending because a few months ago, I noticed that I've probably spent more in the last 18 months or so of my business than I did in the previous 10 years combined which is really interesting and obviously with that comes quite a few lessons and thoughts about the difference this spending has made, how I feel about it. Um, Yeah, loads of stuff. So yeah, I'm going to talk about that. But before I do, I wanted to ask you for a massive favour. It's the one year anniversary of the podcast in October and I've set myself a huge goal of reaching 100 reviews by that time. So please, 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 can you leave me a review on iTunes? You can do it in the podcast app. You can do it on your desktop computer from the iTunes app. And yeah, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has been leaving me reviews so far because I know I've been asking a lot. I really, really appreciate it. Anyway, on to the episode. Okay, so let's dive into the topic of spending money in your business. And I'm just going to warn you, there may be some crashing noises. My son is downstairs and he is playing with the pots and the pans in the kitchen, which is just such a classic toddler thing to do. And yeah, I've got to record this podcast now. I don't have any other time. So I apologize, but that's just real life, isn't it? Okay, so when it comes to spending money in my business, I think, like I already said, I have spent more in the last 18 months than I spent before that and it's really interesting for me to reflect on my feelings about spending money because it's not just related to how much money I've been making, it's actually really not that related to how much money I've been making, it's more related to the way I see, you know, how the way I feel about how worthy investments are in my business. It's really easy to look back at the early days of my business and know that I wasn't really spending much money in my business because I wasn't making much money and that made sense. And the more interesting thing I think comes from thinking about how I felt about the justifications for spending money because honestly, and it's really hard to explain, but I think that a lot of you will relate, I just didn't feel like I could spend money and it's really weird to say that because obviously I had control over the money that I earned but I didn't feel it was justified and obviously as your own boss like you're the only one you have to justify your spending to well in theory I know that obviously if you have partners and things like that then you might want to talk to them about your spending but in theory it's your money if you have the money there then why not spend it in your business but I suppose it's really easy to get into that mentality of thinking If you've made a profit, you want to keep that profit. You want to pay yourself. You want to use that on your personal stuff and spend it in your personal life or save it, whatever. And it's hard to know whether spending it is a good idea. And it's probably hard because we're not usually trained to be business owners. We're like good at what we do. We're making money from what we do, but we actually aren't experts in running a business. So it's hard to know whether to invest it back into the business. Um... I only really started investing more money into my business when I went traveling and I've talked about this before but back in 2012 
Um, my husband and I decided to go traveling indefinitely. It ended up being a year, but at the time we didn't know how long it was going for. We got a one-way ticket to Thailand. Thanks to my business, we could stay indefinitely because I could earn money while we were on the road. We didn't stay in Thailand for the whole time. We traveled all around Southeast Asia and I found myself feeling like I wanted to work less and spend more time seeing the places we were visiting. I still worked, but obviously for someone from the UK earning money in pounds and dollars, it means that that money goes quite far in Southeast Asia. So I was in a really privileged and fortunate position to be able to work less and pay other people to work. So I started outsourcing around then and that was really, really interesting. I suppose it was easier for me to justify because my living costs were a lot lower than they had been when I'm in the UK. But that was probably the first time I started to invest in my business. But even then, it had a real sort of tangible result. Like I was paying a certain amount of money for people to deliver a certain amount of work. And then I would make a certain amount of profit off that work. So it was really like based on real numbers, knowing how much profit I made and the rewards would definitely come back to me. There's also that kind of spending that you really don't know if you're going to get a return on your investment. So things like you could just put money into Facebook ads. I haven't done this, but yeah, you put money into ads. You could put money into getting a new website set up. Um, You could put money into coaching and mentoring, things like that. Um, And I will say that everything throughout my business, I mainly have done myself. So you may be surprised to hear that I have never paid anyone to set up a website for me. That's partly because when I first started and I was just experimenting and I didn't have much money to spend, I just learned how to put together websites myself. I'm not a web designer by any means, but I did develop websites for other people. Actually, I did that for work for a while and I'm okay with putting together my own website. And of course, there's loads of powerful themes and plugins and stuff that make it really easy now and I got to know WordPress really well so I'm okay doing that but it's still interesting to me that certain tasks like that I have still never paid anyone else to do it's just really interesting that mindset of when you think you can do something yourself so you won't pay someone else to do it but it's really interesting to flip it and think well how much is your time worth is it worth paying someone else to do it even though you could do it yourself which is something that I have, although I've never paid a web designer, I have been practicing this in other areas of my business. So for example, I was doing my own Pinterest management and I decided to pay a VA to do that for me because although I could do it myself, I didn't think it was the best use of my time. I didn't think it was my zone of genius and I thought that I could make more impact with my time elsewhere and ultimately earn more money if I wasn't focusing on things that weren't in my zone of genius. But yeah, then there comes the really less tangible stuff, the things like coaching. And I did invest a little bit in coaching in the past, but honestly, I did not invest with the right people. I would say my investment didn't really come from an empowered place. And I'm going to talk a bit more about how I feel about spending from an empowered place a bit later in this episode. But yeah, I only invested like small amounts of money. It was really short term, didn't really go full into it and... I didn't feel like it was worth it. And I suppose that kind of perpetuated the idea that my business wasn't really worth spending money on. The other thing that I just realized and I forgot to mention is the fact that I didn't really have my finances in order. I didn't have a separate business account. I didn't know exactly what my numbers were in the early days. So it's kind of hard to know exactly what you've got available to you when you're not on top of it all. I really can't pinpoint what changed in my business, but I just know that I suppose the more 
I went on paying these freelancers, outsourcing and all of this, the more I saw the results, the more I saw how much more quickly I could grow my business, the more I got used to spending, the more I kind of opened my mind to the fact that I could spend, that I could spend in other areas as well as just outsourcing. And I think it's part of that learning curve of feeling like a real business owner, because the truth is that you know, corporations spend tons of money. They spend loads of money on development for their employees and, you know, team building days where they all go off and do activities that are totally not related to the business. And there's a whole mindset shift around spending money as well. And this is something I've noticed in the last 18 months. So like I said, earlier on in my business, I spent small amounts on coaching, but it was a small amount. It wasn't enough for me to feel really committed and I found that when I've spent larger amounts say for example I've spent like five thousand pounds on coaching and I know that that might sound huge to some people but actually in the coaching world it's probably not that much um and yeah when I've spent that money it's made me feel a bit nervous and I think that that nervousness is kind of crucial it's a really important mindset shift it kind of gives you that feeling like I've got to make this work I've got to make this pay off and sometimes I think even the act of spending the money in the first place regardless of what you're actually paying for, whether you even receive that service, obviously you receive it, you don't want to get ripped off. But what I'm saying is just the exchange of money in the first place, paying that amount of money is a really interesting experience. It's really exciting, but also at the same time, it's really scary, feels a bit stretchy, makes you feel nervous. And yeah, I think spending in itself can change things. And actually, side note, that's really important for us to remember when we're pricing our own services. But yeah, when it comes to actually getting what you paid for, so having that support from other people like a coach or a mastermind, that in itself is also just so crucial. Like we can't underestimate the power of that support. And honestly, it's really hard to know the value of it sometimes when you're in the middle of it. So you can get coaching and you can just talk you know, every other week with your coach and you can think, oh, I don't really know what we talked about. I don't really know whether that changes anything. And then months and months down the line, you can realize that it really did make an impact in the way you felt and that it did change the way you look at things or it made you come to a realization, but it can take time to see the value in that, I think. And I think it's really important to, and I'm not saying you have to have this all the time, but to sometimes have that long-term relationship with someone Personally, I found that being able to talk to someone over a longer period of time has been really, really useful. And like I say, some sessions, I just think, what did we even talk about? And then sometimes something just clicks and you can just see the total value in it. And for me, I've always find it hard working for myself and making all the decisions for myself and doubting myself and going through all the feelings alone. So even just the emotional support is so, so valuable for me. Yeah, I guess those are some of the reasons why I would encourage people to try and spend money on those less tangible things in their business but I also wanted to talk a bit more about spending too much in your business because it's really easy to say go out and spend all this money on coaching or mentoring on courses or whatever but sometimes we find ourselves in a position where it's not sustainable or we've spent a bit too much and we're not in a good financial position you know even worse maybe you haven't saved up enough money for taxes and I've been there so believe me I'm not judging you but I think the first thing to say about this is knowing your numbers is so so important I've got a whole blog post about knowing my numbers um, and how it helped me ultimately earn more money 
And there's so many reasons for this. Firstly, it helps you feel secure that your tax is covered, but also it helps you put in a bit more effort to meet your goals when you have specific goals. So yeah, that would be my first thing. And also it might be worth looking into a system like Profit First, which helps you prioritize your kind of profit and and your salary and stuff. And then it helps you figure out how much percentage of your earnings are okay for you to invest back in your business. That is probably really useful for people who find they're spending too much on things in their business and it's not paying off directly or quickly enough. I believe it's really important to be a safe pair of hands when it comes to money. So something I've been really trying to affirm to myself lately is that when money is in my hands, it's in safe hands. And that means that whether I have loads of money or whether I have very little money, I'm always looking after it because I went through a phase in my business where I was earning more money. I really feel strongly that I want to say I'm a bit ashamed to admit this, but honestly, I don't think shame is a helpful emotion when it comes to how we manage our money. And the truth is, like I said, you can't tell how your investments have helped you or what they will lead to at the time. So if you've spent lots of money on your business, please try to let go of that shame. But yeah, the truth is that I went through a period of time in my business where I was earning more money and I got really lax about my expenses. I kind of thought it was okay to pay more for stuff because I had the money spare. And while that's true, after a while, I was losing touch with what I was spending money on in my business and I had to really rein it back in and I realised I was spending in a lot of unnecessary places and I was starting to spend too much for my own liking. So that's what I mean by being a safe pair of hands for money, just always knowing where it's going. I think it's so important no matter how much you earn. And I really challenge you to set a recurring reminder like on your calendar or your reminders app or whatever to kind of have a money date with yourself and especially to go through your recurring payments. So I do this I can't remember how often I do it, but I've got a recurring reminder. See, that's how powerful the recurring reminder is. I can't even remember how often I set it for because I don't trust myself to remember, but it's there. I think I do it every couple of months and I go through all my recurring expenses. So I check any subscriptions going out of PayPal. I check in on things like website hosting or email, newsletter, service provider, anything like that. And I just check in with myself and think, do I need this still? Can I downgrade? Can I get a discount or am I going to be using this for the foreseeable future? And is it worth upgrading to a yearly plan so that I can get a yearly discount? Things like that. And honestly, I find that I save money every time I do this. And I do it with my personal stuff, not just my business. And the other thing I wanted to talk about was kind of courses, because I know that a lot of us buy courses somewhat impulsively or because we get really excited about starting them and then we don't follow through. I've changed the way I think about courses. Personally, I don't care about finishing courses anymore. I really don't. What I care about is that I got out of it what I needed to get out of it. So if I bought a five-week course on how to get more engagement on Instagram and I only benefited from the section that was about Instagram stories, but I went on Instagram stories, I showed up and I got my money's worth and I kind of made my money back or I got the transformation out of it that I needed. I'm not going to beat myself up for not completing the rest of the course. And that has helped me a lot with the way I approach courses. Now, that's not to say that I'm just going to buy any old random course. I also have another kind of personal rule and that's I only buy courses when I actually need to use the information. So for example, if I see a course on Facebook ads and I think, wow, that course looks amazing. But I know that Facebook ads are not in my immediate kind of business plans, then I'm not going to buy that course on Facebook ads. And I guess the third thing I would say is I often challenge myself to make back the price of a course. Now, obviously, this applies to courses that are related to business, but 
I find it a really interesting challenge to think, right, what can I do to make back the money of this course after I take it? Or what can I do now to boost my income a bit before I buy this course? And I think these three things combined help me stay really focused about where I'm spending my money in terms of courses, but also really intentional about what I really need to get out of the course in the first place. And I suppose that leads me on to this idea of spending from an empowered place. Now, a couple of months ago, I wrote a newsletter to my email list. And if you're not on it, then please do join me on my email list. It's ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter. And yeah, I when I was looking back through all the money I've spent and thinking about how I've spent so much more money in these last 18 months than I had in the previous 10 years, it made me think that the difference in the way I feel about it is that I feel like I am now spending from an empowered place. Because despite the fact that I've been spending more, I feel really good about what I've been spending. And this is because I'm empowered in my decisions of what I choose to spend my money on. And what I think it looks and feels like to be empowered is feeling like you already have the answers you need, but being okay with needing a little support in finding them versus thinking that somebody else is going to tell you what to do and that they have all the answers. I don't think it's wrong to feel that and I think it's actually really natural to feel that but I know that sometimes in the past I've spent money wanting someone to just give me all the answers right there and I know that that's not really spending money from an empowered place. And following on from that I think that being empowered when you're spending your money looks like taking responsibility for your own life and just accepting a little help along the way. I also think and this applies really a lot to coaching and mentoring It means you're not spending money because you want to be like someone else or you want to do things exactly like they do it. But I think it's spending money because you know that they are going to help you be the best of yourself rather than being like them. I also feel like empowered spending is spending money in a positive, excited way. So you know when you buy a course or you invest in coaching and you're just really excited and you just feel like, yes, I am taking the action that I need to take. I'm investing in myself and you feel really good about it rather than feeling ashamed of yourself and like you're not good enough. And obviously all of us feel like that sometimes. So it's inevitable. But I just think You don't want people to make you feel ashamed in their sales copy and then you think, oh my God, I need to do this even though I don't feel good about doing it. That's not empowered spending. And I also think, and this again applies really to coaching mentoring, it feels like being seen and understood by whoever you are working with and not being pressured into making a fast or rash decision. And the truth is, I do think it's possible to be both empowered and a bit scared and uncertain. Like it's okay to be excited, but also a bit nervous. And that's what I've said about investing a bit more in coaching and things. It does feel a bit nerve wracking, but it's not coming from a place of someone making me not feel good enough in the way that they sell or me thinking I am absolute rubbish and someone else needs to tell me the answers. It's kind of me putting trust in myself and believing in myself enough to accept that it's okay to get a bit of help. I hope that makes sense. It's really difficult to articulate these kind of shifts in feeling sometimes, but I know that it's such a big one for me, just knowing that I'm spending for me, for my development rather than as a cure or a plaster for something. 
So yeah, I hope that this has been interesting to you and maybe got you thinking a bit more about how you feel about spending. Like, do you feel okay spending money in your business? Because I've been on such a huge journey that now I find it really, really easy to spend money in my business. And what's interesting to me is I think I find it easier to spend money in my business than I do in my personal life. And obviously there's something to dig into there. But yeah, it's really, really interesting. And I've kind of gone all the way from never spending anything onto the flip side of spending too much and losing track of what I'm working on. And now I'm finding myself somewhere in the middle. And like I said, it feels empowering and it just feels good and it feels right. And I know that above all else, money is in safe hands when it's in my hands. So yeah, let me know what you think about that because I think it's a really interesting to talk about and I'd love to know whether you do spend money in your business or whether you find it hard and why you think you find it hard. Anyway, I'll catch you again soon for the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Creatively Human. If you have a moment, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast. It really does make a difference. And if you'd like to carry on the conversation or ask a question for a future Q&A episode, there are three ways to connect with me. On the Facebook group, on Instagram, at Ruth Poundwhite, or my personal favourite, my behind-the-scenes newsletter. Just go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter to subscribe. And keep doing what you're doing, because your work really does matter.